to City on the Edge. Uh, I'm Ty Bannerman. With me is... Mike Smith. Nora Hickey. Nora Hickey. And um, we had originally planned to do our big uh, Indian school episode, but it's getting bigger and bigger. Nora, you want to give us a quick uh, update on on, uh, what's going on? Yes. We are working with the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center. Yeah. Historians, curators, and potentially, knock on wood for us, alums from the Indian school to talk with us. Whoa. Yeah. So this is kind of, this one's going to be kind of a bigger deal. And we definitely wanted to take extra care with it because I feel like this is a culturally sensitive topic. Yeah. Definitely a culturally sensitive topic. And so we're, um, we're, uh, we're doing our best to make it really high quality. Um, so this is going to be really low quality. <laughs> exactly. So in the meantime, <laughs> we've got a really terrible episode. No, I don't. I no, assume this is going to be good. But um, we don't. We don't know. Uh, I don't know a lot about this subject. Um, but what are we? What are we going to be talking about right. today, Mike? We're going to talk about what I think is a cool little chapter of New Mexico history that intersects with some big stories, um, and that is uh, in 1940, I believe it was. Yeah, in 1940. Uh, the what was then the uh, New Mexico Symphony Orchestra played in this mine, this underground gold mine, uh, the San Pedro Mine, um, off in the uh, the San Pedro uh, Hills or mountains or whatever that is. Is that a range or hills? I San don't. Pedro hills? I don't know. Out by the Ortiz Mountains. Um, mm. But uh, anyway, they played this concert underground, and it just sounds like it was an eerie, cool. In interesting event, and it intersects with a couple of big stories. Um, I wrote this about a decade ago, so <laughs> we'll we'll have more of a discussion about that after I after we read it and I reacquaint myself with it. Okay. Well, uh, before we get into that, yeah. we uh, we did get a couple of uh, interesting letters this week. Awesome. Uh, which we, I thought we should share. Totally. People are listening to our show. It's People so are definitely cool. listening. You thank you. Actually, yeah, that that brings up something. <laughs> before we get to that, something very weird happened about two weeks ago, huh. which is for the first time ever, Albuquerque was not the number one source for listens for us, huh. which, I mean, you know, we huh. think that right. obviously we're number one in Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay, but this last, uh, about two weeks ago, it was in fact San Francisco, followed closely by Cupertino, Um, so I don't know if that's some kind of... What's Cupertino? Cupertino is the home of Apple. Isn't that the place that um, it always says on your iPhone, like... The yeah. time in Cupertino. Right, exactly. Whoa. Maybe that's a glitch or a bot or something. That's so strange. Or my I friend don't, Nick I don't just know. Like set something to <laughs> click on our show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or Apple employees really. <laughs> maybe, us. maybe uh, Apple loves us. So we're, uh, maybe they were checking it out to see whether they should uh, build their next headquarters. If you're here. listening to us from California, that. Tell us. That's send yeah. us a note or something. That's we're. This is a little mystifying to us. It's interesting. You know what I like to imagine that yeah. in. You know the hip bars of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What podcast do you like?" Yeah. <laughs> and someone discovered us, yeah. and then it kind of grew like wildfire fl- oh, no. fire because it's underground. What if they li- they're listening to us ironically? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're it's like so hilarious. They think Albuquerque is <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> Dude, I could actually see that happening somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's so, like it, it parties just to mock us. And then kind of keeping with this theme, both of our letters this week are from places other than Albuquerque, uh, which I guess has actually been a trend the last few times that we've uh, we've read letters on the air. Um, should we start with the uh, the glowing one oh or man, the? It's uh, like the nicest letter I've ever heard. We have yeah. Before. Okay, yeah. we'll do that one. Um, so, f- listener Allo Bailey wrote us a really nice email, and here it is. Hi, Mike, Nora, and Ty. I am from Western Washington State, the green, rainy side with trees in the ocean, and currently live in Seattle. I've wanted to finish my bachelor's degree in biology since I dropped out of college four years ago, and my goal now is to study at UNM. You can attain that goal. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah that, is an, <laughs> that is an attainable goal. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I lived in Denver for two years and loved the climate, food, and strange strange sense of wonder there. To the west, the continental divide. To the east, open, flat plains farther than the eye can see. I ended up coming back to Washington for family reasons, but now I'm ready to go back to the high desert. Anyways, my abbreviated life story aside, I wanted to reach out and let you know what a great show you have. Aw. Yay. After only three or four episodes, I started telling every podcast fan I know about City on the Edge. It's such a beautiful, hilarious, sad, and heartfelt project dedicated to a city you all love and call home. I couldn't help but fall in love with Albuquerque, even though I haven't been to New Mexico yet. Wow. Oh, that's wonderful. That's okay, well, thank heard. you. Thank I love you. Aloe. Um, oh, man. And I, uh, I, believe, I believe Aloe is a female name. Yeah, maybe. Well, we, maybe. well this yeah. person, it's unclear to me. Um, we we did uh, extend an invitation. If um, if you're in town, Allo, look us up, and uh, we'll show you guest. around a little yeah. bit. Uh, at least have a have a good conversation. But yeah, that was like the nicest possible nice. letter. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to know how Allo found the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, as it doesn't seem like a, a you know they're have any particular Albuquerque experience at all. But our yeah. numbers are just going up. It's so cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool right yeah. now. I love that. I mean yeah. like that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that that was a, that was a super nice one. And this one this next oh, one's well, pretty nice. I haven't nice heard this one yet. I'm really too. eager to hear You're this. You're worried, are you? Okay. I so this I'm is eager. um this is from Shelly Taylor. Taylor. Note that Taylor. Yeah. That sounds familiar. So Shelly writes, I am Carl Taylor's great grandniece and Whoa. I came across your podcast while I was researching his past. Okay, so um, just real quick, who's Carl Taylor? Carl um, Taylor, if you go back to, I believe, our second and third episodes, we yeah. did a two-parter on pre, Carl Taylor. Pre-me. Pre-Nora. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it counts, but it's still there. You can listen to it. But um, And uh, it is an investigation of this murder that happened in 1936 up in the Sandia Mountains where a journalist was killed and the penitentes, the religious sect, were blamed. Yes, and there is a truly... Uh, uh, a nutso movie made about yeah. it called Lash. Lash of the Penitentes, which has very little to do with the actual case, but all the names are the what same. What a cultural artifact, though. So interesting. Okay, so this comes from Shelley Taylor, uh, Carl Taylor's great-grandniece. Um, it was very interesting and slightly unnerving to listen to the account of his murder. Thanks so much for all... Oh, my phone just cut out. Sorry. Just do a little light editing, maybe. Yeah. It was very interesting and slightly unnerving to listen to the account of his murder. Thanks for thanks so much for all of the investigative work you have done. 
To clear up a few things, his parents did not die when he was young, hmm. and his brother Lon, my great-grandfather, died in 1952. Hmm. While there are a few freaks and outliers in my family tree, I'm not entirely comfortable with the conjecture that he was a pedophile. <laughs> Sorry. But who knows? He had a young boy servant wherever he went. <laughs> I, just, I just said what everyone was thinking. The Taylor family is saturated with vagabonds and lost creative souls. Thanks so much for keeping these stories alive for other generations to hear about. I would love any further information you could give me about him. Many thanks, Shelly. Whoa, her. I have a bunch of stuff I could send her. I, I'm definitely going to email her. Yeah, so um, thanks like for the corrections, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, wow. something to bear in mind. And I, I think the... Um, I swear, I, ha I have sources for all my mistakes. I mean, like, sure. you know how old accounts are. Oh, yeah, yeah. And stuff. I've fallen into that trap myself. Yeah. Once it gets writ down, written down in one place, right. it, must be the it truth. becomes, yeah, yeah. Right. it right. becomes now a, 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 a right. not a verifiable, but... Um, Citable fact, because yeah. right. you can say. Oh, I still want to write a book about that someday. I, I think that's such an interesting story. It just captivates mm -hmm. me that that whole narrative. Now, re regarding yeah. whether or not yeah. he's a he was a pedophile, of course, we don't have any direct evidence. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just conjecture. We have conjecture, yeah. and it, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's he easy. Had an estranged marriage. Yeah, and yeah. you look back at somebody in the fairly distant past, and yeah. it's you know, you don't think yeah. like if you were alive today, it would be one thing to insinuate that he might have been a pedophile. Right. I just thought it was his relation to Modesto was weird that he would have him like draw his bath and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Why do you need a young boy involved in your bath drawing, dude? Draw your bath. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's certainly <laughs> an aspect that's uh, <laughs> certainly uh, unusual to modern right. modern sensibilities. That's true. Maybe yeah, it's just that. It yeah, could have been knows? right more <laughs> the norm. But to be absolutely yeah. clear, we have no idea. We don't. Yeah, yeah there's any reason know. to think that or not. And also, it seems like he was quite the ladies' man, as we know with Cliffy. That yeah. he turned up again in our episode on the press club. Oh, that's right. Yes, indeed. You know, he cut it out on her with a check from her, and and then I believe didn't somebody had a somebody who came to the press club had a letter that he had written to yes. his his grandmother out on the Navajo reservation. Whoa! So he yeah he kind of he got around. Yeah, I, live, um, I feel like <laughs> we live in his ghost. That's interesting. How well, amazing that yeah. his great grand niece. Yeah, right. yeah. Absolutely. I want to talk to her. Let's yeah, have her on. Awesome. Let's do a, a reprise of that story with well, her on as a guest. I told her that I was sort of interested in, in maybe at some point, yeah. uh, revisiting that story yeah. and maybe using the movie as an entry point oh, to talk a little bit yeah, about yeah. it in a different way, and then we could. Update. We we're going to do that event anyway with showing. Yeah. yeah, we could update the facts more officially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that'd be, that might be a really good time to talk to her. And we could re-release the old podcast with some minor corrections yeah, or something. Exactly. You know, like something yeah. like that, right? Right. Yeah. That was pretty early on. In Way our, early, yeah. Like I said, I think yeah. that was the second episode. Yeah. Um, third, yeah. We recorded that in my apartment. That was a long yeah. time. Yeah. How much has changed? <laughs> yeah. Um, some. A little. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, Nora, yeah. Nora changed. Nora's new. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm so glad you're part of the podcast. Though we Thanks need you for then. having me. We got to stop calling you new though, because you have been with us for like two years now. I think. Well, I think it'll be two in August. Oh yeah, you're you're oh, way official. Have a, you're part of the show. A special Nora anniversary. Yeah. Nora anniversary. Yeah. Wow, that sounds fun. It's an unusual amount of banter this week. We got a lot. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, and we got yeah. which we love the reader, the listener feedback. Oh, so I love it. I we love do love it. Always send us. Yeah. Something. Please it's ask so nice. us uh, dumb questions. Yeah. Yeah. Smart questions. Tell us if you're listening from California. We're intrigued. Yeah. What's w the deal with California? I mean, you know, honestly, when we first started the podcast, we thought it could have wider appeal than Albuquerque. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that's why we use that line about it, like the story of one southwestern city or something right, like that when we first right. started. 
But I mean, and I think any place is interesting in microcosm. I've listened to podcasts sure. about New York and LA and stuff. Like, right. you know, who cares? You know? I think it's the selling point. Like, you yeah. have to be like, how do you promote the universality of it? Yeah. We gotta figure that out sometime. If yeah. there was some like great podcast about Toronto or something, and yeah. it was always interesting, I'd listen. Well, there's to certainly it. one about LA, yeah. which I've listened to a few episodes. Huh. I can't remember what it's called, but there yeah. are a few out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, well, That's shall cool. we uh, get into the mines? Let's do this. Okay, hold on. Let's get underground. Yeah. Underground music. Like a portrait of darkness framed in railroad ties, the entrance to the San Pedro mine hangs against the stony desert swells of a gray-brown rise of mountains about 30 miles northeast of Albuquerque. For well more than a century, sounds have risen from deep inside the mine, sounds of picks and clattering rock, of metal wheels on steel tracks, miners' voices, blasts of black powder, and, in 1940, the delicate strains of a symphony orchestra. The San Pedro Mountains in which the old mine is located may have been worked as far back as the early 1600s, and certainly were by 1713, the year a Spanish captain registered a mine there. In 1828, gold was discovered in the nearby Ortiz Mountains and in the San Pedros in 1832, sparking the first major gold rush west of the Mississippi, predating California's by two decades. A mining camp, San Pedro, sprang up to the west, and another strike in 1839 brought more miners, first for placer mining, sifting through rocks and sand and streams and arroyos, then for tunneling. It may have been about then that the San Pedro mine itself was first developed, though the first record of ownership of the mine dates only to 1880, the San Pedro and Canyon del Agua Company, which operated it until 1889. The mine then passed from owner to owner, with periods of lucrative activity alternating with frustrating silence. It turned out sporadic but notable amounts of copper as well as silver and gold, and in 1938 was sold to Rascobe Mining Interests Incorporated of New York. John Jacob Rascobe, the company's millionaire owner, served as a vice president for both General Motors and DuPont, yet is primarily remembered as the man who built the Empire State Building. Rascobe seemed to attract attention with nearly everything he did, speaking out against prohibition and the New, and the new Deal, publishing an article titled, Everybody Ought to Be Rich on the Eve of the Great Depression, and, of course, competing against car magnate Walter Chrysler in a race to build the world's tallest building. After Raskob bought the San Pedro mine in 1938, he appointed his son, Robert R.P. Raskob, to help oversee its reopening. Robert Raskob and his wife, Dolores, were patrons and board members of the Albuquerque Civic Symphony Orchestra, later renamed the New Mexico Symphony Orchestra. And sometime before May 1940, the junior Raskob approached the orchestra's conductor about a unique idea he had for the reopening of the mine symphonic concert performed a half mile underground. This would be no ordinary concert, but Grace Thompson Edmister was no ordinary conductor. Born in 1890, raised in Ohio, and diagnosed with tuberculosis in 1918, Edmister headed west to Albuquerque, hoping the warm desert climate would help dry the disease from her lungs. On her arrival in the Duke City, an ambulance was needed to take her from the train station to a sanitarium, but by 1925, she had recovered enough to head the music department at the University of New Mexico. In 1932, became the f she became the first woman in American history, and perhaps in the world, to found and direct a symphony orchestra, the Albuquerque Civic Symphony Orchestra, a 61-member all-volunteer group of UNM teachers, students, housewives, business people, and recovering TB patients. Edmister agreed to Raskob's unusual request. Announcements were soon sent out to the press, and invitations were mailed to prominent politicians, writers, and business people, urging everyone to attend dressed either as miners in a Spanish costume or anything that suits your fancy. 
Edminster and a small entourage visited the San Pedro mine to examine where the show would take place. An enormous underground room, or stope, with ceilings 33 feet high, and to determine how best to set up a full orchestra inside a working mine. Miners strung lights down into the chamber and leveled off the great room's floor. Sunday, May 19, 1940, was a day to remember at the old San Pedro mine. An all-day fiesta with food and entertainment buzzed around the entrance, celebrating the mine's reopening, its supposed 100th anniversary, and the Coronado Cuarto Centennial Celebration, the much-hyped 400th anniversary of Francisco Vasquez de Coronado's entry into New Mexico. Guests arrived from Albuquerque, and all were greeted by headlamp-wearing miners who accompanied them on a 1,500-foot ride in ore dump carts down into the ground. At the end of the tracks, the guests were led another several hundred feet and ultimately arrived in the enormous high-ceiling chamber, an accidental auditorium big enough for 300 people. The orchestra sat on a rock platform about 15 feet above the rest of the chamber, illuminated by massive floodlights. At 3.30 p.m., Edminster stood on a podium of heaped gold-bearing ore and raised her baton. Her blue velvet dress was reminiscent of 16th century Spain, and the orchestra members were dressed as old-time Spanish peasants. The concert season had just ended five days before, so for the musicians, the event was a real party. The May 20th, 1940 Albuquerque Journal called the performance an eerie scene that might have been a fantastic episode from the pen of Jules Verne. The same day, the Albuquerque Tribune remarked, whether the strains dis disturbed the shades of ancient Indian and Spanish miners, none could say. More than 600 people attended the event, though not all at once, due to the limited space. Seated on rocky outcroppings, empty dynamite boxes, and a few chairs, the concertgoers included the more than 100 miners employed by Raskob's San Pedro Mining Company, most of them from the nearby pueblos of Santo Domingo and San Felipe. Also in attendance were area locals, politicians and patrons from Albuquerque, business people from the East Coast, a group of Catholic catechists from the San Pedro Mission, and John Jacob Raskob himself, who noted to the press his enjoyment of the acoustical perfection of the music. In the tall darkness beyond the rocky stage, the miners' headlamps bobbed like luminous insects, moving in time to the music of the orchestra, guitarist Eduardo Sandoval, and Native American dancers. When the concert ended, ended two hours later, the audience demanded more, applauding wildly in the subterranean darkness. New Mexico is a place of abundant culture and inimitable quirkiness, a home to both the artistic and the otherworldly, the refined and the remarkable. Here we have the Taos Society of Artists and the Taos Hum, the Santa Fe Institute and the Roswell Incident, and, symbolic of both, a symphony orchestra performing underground in a mine shaft. What a story. So cool. Isn't that interesting? Weird. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I wow. know. I know. I wish they would do it again, but apparently the mine is really unstable now. <laughs> and like, so where, where's, San, where's the San Pedro mine in relation to Albuquerque? Um, if you take North 14 from Albuquerque to Santa Fe, which becomes Cerritos Road in Santa Fe, and you go through Golden and Madrid and all that stuff, mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing the San Pedro Mountains and the, the Ortiz Mountains so on seen your right. So I've like the San Pedro Turnoff. On that drive. And yeah. that's yeah. in the direct... Is there yeah. a, a town uh, there? If you're familiar... Or are they familiar with Edgewood, east of... Vaguely. Vaguely. Well, you, can see, you can see that mountain. It looks more like a hill called South Mountain, and it's a defining feature of Edgewood. Going back to some historic photos, you can see hunting parties and stuff okay. in front of it mm -hmm. in the 1800s. But, um, and... Uh, there's an old commune at the foot of it. Oh, man, it's so creepy. They've got a bus from California that's in that commune, and it's got one of those like things where you turn a little uh, knob on the side, and it changes the name of the place that it's going to. And oh. it's like Frisco. 
And, and uh, is it a functional commune or is it? Well, no, gone? no, it's an abandoned one. Oh, but there were what all happened these. To them? I don't know. There were all these magazines that had names on them, and I took them and I looked them up on the internet, and I couldn't find anything about anybody. Wow. And uh, but um, it was interesting. You could tell they had been living in these buses and living in. Mm. My brother found it because there was a geocache out there. Those like that online treasure hunting game. Oh, yeah. and he was really into that for a while. So a ghost and commune. It's really interesting. But so that's in the San Pedro Mountains. Okay. And uh, this is a really. Hold on, I'm going to reach over and grab a book off my bookshelf here. <laughs> this book, The Gold of the Ortiz Mountains, A Story of New Mexico and the West's First Major Gold Rush by William Baxter, is a great account of the Ortiz and San Pedro Mountains. Even mm -hmm. though the San Pedro is not mentioned in the title, they're all over this book. But I mean, that is crazy. They, there was uh, the Spanish enslaved Native Americans and had them working those hills forever. Whoa. And, the, and um, you know, up until the Pueblo Revolt of 1680. Are you familiar and with the story about Thomas Edison's like gold finding machine that he attempted to test out here? Oh, well, it was something that used static electricity to separate like flour fine ore from the water. Something, something like, that. like that. That was I, a real thing people were trying for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the details well, right now. He did come. He spent a lot of time in New Mexico. He uh, electrified Bland, New Mexico, and a number of other towns that were here. Bland. Whoa, that, where's Bland? I don't know, but I think it was the first town electrified in New Mexico because of Edison. Wow, and surprisingly oh interesting for Bland. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I read about that in this book, Dateline New Mexico, from Toby Smith. Oh, good old Toby Smith. Yeah. I worked with him at the Alibi. Oh, really? Oh, guy. that's yeah. cool. Um, but uh, I think this story of the symphony orchestra is really interesting because, for one, I mean, this woman conductor who was like an, right. er, like, uh, an like early... Like a pioneer. Yeah, she was a pioneering, uh, you know, like a feminist example of, like, <laughs> of, right. of uh, that's women achieving something yeah. in a really difficult time. And, uh, but there's another story here, and I remembered reading this, that it got cut out by the editors in New Mexico Magazine. This tend, you know, New Mexico Magazine is a good magazine, but they are run by the Bureau of Tourism, and sometimes sure. they err on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, but I talked about John Jacob Raskop being involved in this t attempted coup um, of Franklin D. Roosevelt. I mean, when FDR was diving into the New Deal, yeah. he... Um, was really shaking up the business people of like the the oligarchs, the would-be oligarchs, and the you know the trust sure. holders. I mean, they they so they got together Dupont, uh, Chrysler, Raskob, a bunch of people, the big New York business people, and they w were talking with a military general about doing an actual coup on Seriously. FDR, and they were going to keep FDR as a puppet. And this sounds conspiratorial, what? but there was a congressional investigation on, onto it. It's on the historical record. Wow. Th there is a book about it that is really interesting. Sally Denton has written about it, about it in some articles. It's super interesting. And it happened. And the only thing that foiled it was the general um, decided not to do it at the last minute. He just backed out. He backed out, oh yeah. Gosh. And he turned them in and, gave, and, and testified against them to Congress. What happened to them? Anything? Nothing, because they're rich, and you yeah. know who cares? You know, yeah. uh, so they wanted to take over the government anyway. But like, you know, some conspiracies are music. real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they don't always work, but yeah. But so that was him, John Jacob Raskop. I mean, so there are these big stories in this. I mean, yeah. And, yeah. and and the San Pedro and Ortiz Mountains. That was the first major gold rush west of the Mississippi. That was a big deal. And some beautiful you know? imagery: the woman standing, oh. the conductor standing oh. on the gold ore. Oh, it's I. Oh, I mean, look at some of these photos. Flip through that article there and <laughs> describe them to the listeners if you want. Do you think we could get uh, yeah. these photos for Facebook or? I think so. I've Twitter? got a bunch of uh, PDFs okay. and stuff. We're, so uh, these photos are from the event. Yeah, they're from the event. That's look, amazing. That's, that's been my screensaver for like six years now. <laughs> okay, so we can at least get that one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, do check your uh, check our Facebook page yep. at uh, City on the Edge podcast. Yep.
And any so other thoughts on that? Do you think um, were minors allowed to go, or was it more like the elite? I think they were like the escorts. They were like they were okay. like the ushers and stuff. I uh, hope they got to stay and see it. Yeah, totally. Hey, I wanted to to when I was I so I wrote this article like ten years ago. It was in the May two thousand eight New Mexico magazine, and. Um, and uh, I, yeah, that was a really fun one. And look, I guess uh, my website was well known enough that they bragged about it in my byline. That's cool. Mike Smith, creator well, it, of MyStrangeMexico.com. subtitle. Chronicles this title. bizarre chapter of our history. Yeah, that's neat. Um, so, but when I was at the uh, downtown library getting a copy of this from their archives of New Mexico Magazine, because I don't have it anymore, and I could not find it anywhere. I found a rough draft on, in, on my laptop. That's it. Um, but uh, I found a 1929 phone book. Do you guys want to hear about what I found from the Albuquerque 1929 sure. phone book? It's really cool. I think our listeners will kind of dig it. So it's the first one that they have there. It was the spring mm -hmm. 1929. I mean, that's like the, f the opening year of the Great Depression. That's like yeah. Yeah. So stuff yeah. was happening that year. Um, so the front cover has an ad from the Liberty Cafe, home of Good Eats. Sure, that was in the, uh, yeah. that was in the chemo oh, really? uh, theater, I think. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, oh. 358, 105 West Central Avenue. Uh, oh, no, phone 358. That's cool. Okay. So here. Uh, there were two for that year. There was an ad for the Court Cafe. It's the taste is their motto. And their other motto is serving your food whim is our pleasure. <laughs> your food which is, whim? Which is great. I feel like eating bats yeah. today. Yeah. Well, that's our that's pleasure, yeah, yeah. sir. North 4th Street, 109 <laughs> North 4th Street. Then there was an ad in the phone book for the Vogue, expert hat cleaners and hatters. Uh, yeah, like I mean, that's kind of interesting. Cats were really important back then. And cleaners, I guess, would that have been like dry cleaning or just like I bet they would yeah. 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 clean the house. Yeah. Special. This is 1929, and apparently, phones were a new enough technology that the phone book is full of like instructions on like how really? to use phones and stuff. It, here's a whole page how to make out of town calls, and that's kind of interesting. Um, here's an ad for a car rental place, and it looks like it's a new concept: B&M driverless car company. Uh, rent a car, you drive it. Oh, oh so yeah. you don't you don't get a driver. Yeah, yeah, driverless car code. Uh, then I, I looked at up first. It was like you know the yeah. self-driving yeah. cars. So then I Tesla's looked up first. Right. Totally, yeah. In nineteen twenty-nine. Yeah, that would be weird. And so yeah, I was thinking about time travel a little bit, and so for that reason, I looked up all our names to see if we were in the nineteen twenty. Are, are we in there, Mike? <laughs> no, <laughs> because you know what? I think we wouldn't go back to nineteen twenty-nine if we ever do get uh, time travel machine. Why are we going to go to the year everything falls apart? That would be a terrible time. Yeah, so we're Although, just. Although now I want to go get my yeah. taste whim catered. Oh yeah, that so sounds okay. Good. Let's let's do back. a quick. Uh, if you could go back in time to any time yeah. in the past in Albuquerque, <laughs> <laughs> there's the catch right yeah. there. Where, 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 and when, Nora? I want to see the Alvarado and meet oh, yeah. Mary Wheeler. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mary Coulter, oh, Mary who Coulter. designed oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's yes, cool. Yes, indeed. So, you know, you when she's friends. around, yeah. yeah. She's a, she definitely seemed like an interesting lady. We talked about her, yeah, right? Yeah. We did yeah, an Alvarado yeah, episode. Mm -hmm. Um, there are many mysteries surrounding her that I still want to uncover. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, good one. How about right. you, Mike? Oh, um, let's see. I'm thinking it's probably prehistoric, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go wait. I want to see the volcanoes go off or something like that. That's pretty you know, cool. That'd be yeah. pretty rad. Understand. I would yeah. come back for Tiwash, I think. Oh, oh the yeah. The province of Tiwash. That would be amazing. Pre-contact. That would be amazing. Okay, or, that would yeah. Be. yeah. 
or yeah. say 1881 when uh, the railroad just uh, comes through and they're just starting time. to plot the city. Mm-hmm. Interesting time, yeah. yeah. I bet it was crazy. I bet it, you were scared for your life half the time around and all those saloons and just like <laughs> tent camps and drifters moving through. Right. People yeah. looking to make a buck and... If you yeah. look at the old uh, yeah. newspapers from 1881, there's always talk of like these fights breaking out and right. drifters and yeah. <laughs> so at least if you go to jail, you just take the door off. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could easily <laughs> escape from jail. Were there soiled doves then? <laughs> oh, there Probably were soiled doves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, prostitutes. In Old Town, um, or what is now Old Town, or I don't know about Old Town that much, but certainly in uh, early railroad. Newtown, Albuquerque, there was an area called Hell's Half Acre mm. where uh, prostitution took place mm-hmm. in a big way. And there were opium dens and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it was perfectly legal at that mm-hmm. point. It wasn't until like the 20s or something that uh, prostitution was made illegal interesting. In, in, the, huh. in the city here. Wow. That's an interesting fact. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. that um, I know there was a brothel in Placidus. In mm. when the silver boom happened from the 1870s to like the 1900s, there were so many little like mining claim towns that sprung up sure. around yeah. like Montezuma and a bunch of we others. We should do a soil doves episode. I'm all for it. There's Is a, there? Um, there's a few books on New Mexico, uh, madams and, and yeah, all, all that. Yeah. So Ty, I looked you up, and there's no Bannerman in 1929 in in Albuquerque. But I did see Roy Ball right by where na- your name was, and he was like the part of the jar making family that made ball oh, jars. Yeah. They, they were based out of Golden in that area. Perhaps um, I went back in time and yeah. used my knowledge of advanced technology yeah. to create excellent jars, right? And uh, and then yeah, change my name. Yeah, and then Nora, I looked your name up, and no, but there is Highland Grocery and Coffee. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then I looked mine up, and there's so many Smiths. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think Mike's. But there's have no Mike's here. Yeah, there's an M Smith, so maybe. That oh, that's you. Mm. Yeah, Mike Smith. What does he is or she do? What's M Smith? Is no, it's actually details? I don't think actually there might not even be that. Uh, there's a, it's Margaret Margaret Smith. But honestly, like <laughs> if we were to t- just just so you guys know, <coughs> if you were to ask me, most likely to time travel in this group, it's Mike. Yeah. I agree. I I'd agree. even say I most likely to have already time traveled secretly. Oh, Is, yeah. No, yeah. no. I have had some vivid question. hallucinations in the desert. Too. <laughs> Close um, enough. Yeah. Surprising no one. So, <laughs> hey, so I was just flipping through this phone book. There's the standard service station. Does anyone know what cool bar that and restaurant that became? Would that be the standard novice? diner? No, it's the uh, Kel- it's Kelly's. Oh. oh. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? No, I think well, the standard service standard. center is, became the standard. Oh, diner. really? Oh, okay. And then well, then Kelly's was about. the. Uh, what was Kelly's? Uh, I thought Standard Diner was a car dealership. No, Kelly's was the car dealership. All right, I think that's wrong because we were there. We were at Standard really recently, and their menu says something about being a car dealership. Okay, well, like, <laughs> all right, let's to the internet. These let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I think it w- I okay. I, I'm willing which, to admit I'm wrong. Their but. food isn't as great as it as I want it to be. Who's true? Standard, Standard oh, and yeah, Kelly's. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, they both have not such great. Guess who food. I saw? I saw Logan though. There, remember that guy? From oh my god, yeah. he's still around. Oh yeah, he yeah. works Hi, there. Logan, if you're yeah. Hey, he's cool. I've I like feel like yeah, I've always liked yeah. Logan. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say this? This episode feels like a real throwback to our first. <laughs> oh, we're so it's so loose. It's just like hey, let's just talk some shit while drinking some beer. All right, here's here's something else from that phone book. Success in business means keeping your name constantly before the public. The telephone manager will gladly give you rates and other particulars. And then it says, your advertisement 24 hours a day in the telephone directory works for you. 
So like it was, this was like a new concept, yeah. like phone books. It's like talking yeah. about like you, phone books. The are internet. How to use yeah, you need or, a website in this day and age yeah. to really connect with your. Totally. Or here's an interesting one. It has a picture of a very an ink drawing of a very old fashioned telephone, and it says, "Don't buy attachments for your telephone. Your telephone instrument is the result of many years of study and experiment conducted by those who know the most about the art of telephony." Proper performance depends on the use of your telephone instrument as furnished by the company. Subscribers are urged not to buy attachments advertised by those offered for sale by peddlers. They will impair your service rather than improve it. Ooh, peddlers. The Mountain States Telephone and Telegraph Company. It shows how much ads have changed, too. They're so text-heavy. Yeah, there's another one. And so descriptive. Use the phone book. It's like, I'm already using it. I'm literally holding it. But So then I looked up AI Reedling, and he was in there, because I was thinking about our Sabino Canyon episodes. And the, the fur guy, right? Yeah, yeah, and the music store guy. The music store yeah. guy. And then, then I looked up, they had an index in the back called the Index of Headings. And just look at the one for C. I feel like if you go over this, it doesn't say, like you wouldn't, this is not what C would sound like from our time today. Cabinet makers, campgrounds, candy business, canvas goods business, cash register business, casket business, cement business, charitable associations, chest specialists, chiropodists, chiropractors, Chrysler motor cars, church supplies business, churches, missions, and clergymen, cigar business, city offices, clearing uh, business, cleaning business, cleaning supplies business, clothing business, clubs, coal business, collection agencies, concrete business, confectionery business, consulate contractors, corset business. I mean, wow. corsets were still happening, I guess, in 1929. County offices, credit agencies, and curio business. And they had candy and confectionery. Yeah businesses yeah what's the difference I, I, that's a good question yeah yeah and then here's an ad for reedling victrola the new orthophonic the greatest musical invention of the age exclusive agents where to buy it reedling music co 304 west central ave i mean that's so cool that's we just cool. like i feel like the more episodes we do, it yeah. all connects up you know um and then there was a map of albuquerque and this was the most interesting of all because albuquerque at the time went from the west to from on rio grande rio grande was about as far west okay. as it went to Louisiana on the east. Look how much there is on the east in this map. I'm showing this map to Nora here. There's and a lot more yeah, than I okay. would have expected. Right. I am ready to come back with some. Uh, All right. What do you know? Somewhat about definitive standard. Okay. So Kelly's was the Jones Motor Company. Oh, Jones Motor Company. Um, okay. Which was a gas station and oh. car dealership. Oh. And Standard Diner was the Carruthers and Maudlin car dealership. Huh. So we were both. What. Yeah, <laughs> neither, neither of those places was yeah. the standard anything. Huh. Wow. Oh, and so then north to south, Albuquerque goes from Candelaria at the north, and not much up there, especially on the east side, to uh, San Jose, where that cemetery is that you can still see from the I-25, just south of the Big Eye. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, um, you know, just to, like, get a little glimpse of the city through this one very specific lens. Yeah. That's cool. Flip, Definitely. Through that, you know? And I think there's some older phone books at the um, Southwest Research. I think you're Center. right, the Center for Southwest Research. So we might. We have to keep looking at yeah. these. Yeah. It's kind of fun to I do this exploring around and stuff. Yeah, I could see a theme developing yeah. out of mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, it, pick one from some random decade and just, you know, see, mm-hmm. see what it's it like. Out, yeah. yeah. You know? Did we ever do the Albuquerque, like, 1883 episode? I think we talked about doing oh, it, but I don't think we actually expanded like. on it. Yeah. Like, the newspaper records exist. Hmm. 
I like the idea of going back and being like, this is what Albuquerque was like right. in 1883. Right. So maybe we'll do that at some point. And I still want to do an event in like a dirt lot somewhere in old, near Old Town or, uh, or Old New Town, like in a saloon, like pr- yeah. like project an old movie like on a on a tent wall inside. Some, you know, what, well there are those uh, silent films that have were a filmed fake dog fight, like two kids in like dog suits fighting yeah. in a pit. There that we go. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't we'll want it. real dogs because <laughs> that would be cruel. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like <laughs> this entertainment of the day. Yeah, whatever you know, it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, they I feel like we've, we've talked a whole lot of nonsense at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty great, yeah, um, yeah. in a way. Hey, we talked about Albuquerque. We talked about stuff. Albuquerque yeah. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, t- I love how, yeah. as you said, I feel that everything we find, there's all these little roots to right. other things. Totally, you know? yeah. Yes. yes, indeed. It's cool. I think, like, when we imagine once we have, like, 100 episodes, somebody could listen to all of them and be like, I am educated. <laughs> now, I know how a many ton of stuff about have? Albuquerque. I think we're up a, uh, in the 50s. Are you serious? Really? I believe so, yeah. Because wow. um, they're not all numbered, right? They're, they're not. I, no. I did not do a good job yeah. of continuing <laughs> to number them after a while. Yeah. Um, but we, we certainly have, uh, yeah, many. Yeah. We have uh, more than six. Yeah. We're so That's our tagline. Less than a more thousand. Than yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, I'm looking forward to this, uh, this Indian school yeah, episode. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be great. I think, I think, so think we're too. really going to get some... We're even thinking about doing a two-parter with it, so it yeah. might, might be a two-parter. Have we given up on connecting one episode to the other? We seem to have, huh? Let's let listeners do it. If they ever want to con- tell us how one yeah, exactly. is yeah. the next one. Guys, if you can figure out how the San Pedro Mine <laughs> connects to uh, the TWA Flight 260, <laughs> other than they both involved... Uh, Mountains. Keep it respectful. That's pretty good. <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> Almost boring. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, right. uh, wrap on up. Cool. And thank you. Thank you, Bye guys, months. once again. And 